Prologue The feel of the weapon sent a jolt of electricity the length of his arm before muscle memory kicked in, pulling him back to what felt like a different lifetime. Only six weeks had passed since he last held a weapon, a beautifully restored Remington 870 Wingmaster pump shotgun. Bought for the specific use of hunting pheasants, it was the maiden voyage for the man and his new toy. The duo going on a Thanksgiving hunt that had netted six birds, two of which made it onto his table for dinner later that same day. Before that, he had owned countless rifles and handguns, a Wyoming man through and through, enjoying a weekend hunt as much as the occasional round of target practice out in the acreage behind his home. Despite all that conglomerated history, not one of those instances were what came to mind as he gripped the 9mm semi-automatic in his right hand and raised it to shoulder height. Feeling the energy it possessed, the feelings it evoked, his entire being was transported back in time, every nerve ending in his body tingling with sensation, allowing him to ignore the burning in his front deltoids from keeping the weapon extended before him. Back to a different continent, in a time when he wore another type of uniform, he was still very much in the employment of the United States government. Back to a place where the world existed only in black and white, rather than infinite shades of gray. Who the hell are you? The man across from him said nothing, merely standing and staring, a single tendril of blood snaking down out of his left nostril. Who sent you? Still, there was no response. Heavy breaths lifting the man's shoulders, sweat streaming down either side of his face, the defiant glare making it clear that he had no intention of answering, the malevolence in his eyes stating he would love nothing more than to be holding the gun, would not hesitate to use it if given the chance. Seeing that the very thing, recognizing it instantly, the only possible recourse was to shift his aim slightly to the side, the barrel moving from the center of the man's chest to the fleshy part of his upper thigh. Remember, it didn't have to be this way. Chapter 1 The bottom hem of Senator Jackson Ridge's suit legs pulled up just slightly as he leaned back in his chair and propped his feet on the edge of his desk, revealing a few extra inches of his caramel-colored calfskin boots. With both legs stretched out to full length before him, he avoided the urge to cross them at the ankle, keeping them side by side instead of rotating his toes in unison to either side. Extending his neck up a few inches, he peered down the length of his nose, inspecting what he saw. I tell you, Susie, that new polished guy we have around here is one gifted some bitch. He deadpanned, his gaze still aimed at his feet. Any way we can talk him into heading back to Wyoming at the end of the week? Seated on the opposite side of the desk, Susan Beckwith, his chief of staff for the last 16 years, forced the corners of her mouth up into a faint smile, glancing once to the senator's feet before looking him full in the face. Good morning to you as well, Senator Ridge, she replied, and I'm not sure if Armando is looking to relocate, but we can certainly ask him. Having done some variation of the same dance a hundred times over, Ridge let out a low snort, a smile creasing the soft skin on either side of his mouth. It's called sarcasm, Susie. Can you imagine what life would be like for an immigrant from Haiti back in Cheyenne? 
Not expecting an answer in the slightest, knowing none would be coming even if he were, Ridge rotated his focus across the desk and said, And for literally the last time, would you please call me Jack? This time the smile that crossed Beckwith's features was a bit more sincere, revealing a thin sliver of teeth beneath her muted pink lipstick. Not for one more day, sir. To that, Ridge could do nothing but sigh, allowing his head to rest back on the leather chair he was seated on, the new position bringing his gaze up toward the ceiling. In his periphery, he could see the long, familiar trappings of the space that had been his second home for more than a third of his life, all of it prepared with a painstaking attention to detail, fully acknowledging his home state of Wyoming. On the wall above him was a four-by-five elk that he had harvested a lifetime before, the cape still as soft and shiny as the day it was shot. Around the edges of the room,